Let us be attentive. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and meditation of my heart shall bring forth understanding. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, unstained, separated from sinners, exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. He did this once for all when he offered up himself. Indeed, the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests. But the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the sanctuary and a true tent, which is set up not by man but by the Lord. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered right. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own beast, 
and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Peace be with you. Proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. On this Sunday, it's very appropriate that we have our Stewardship Sunday, our ministry fair, and the Gospel, which I just read, about the Good Samaritan. Probably one of the most well-known parables of the Bible, both in the Christian circles and in the non-Christian circles. And I remember hearing it as a child. And I remember the message that my parents kind of always related was, do the, do the good thing, be good, help out people. And as I looked into this passage and read more about it, that's correct. But there's also deeper meaning within it that a lot of the church fathers have commented on. And I guess the logical thing today would be to dive into some of the things that St. John Chrysostom talked about, given that we are celebrating his feast day today. But I'm not going to do the logical thing. I'm going to take a step back, and I'm going to go back to a saint that we commemorated yesterday, St. John the Merciful, or St. John the Almsgiver, who was also Patriarch of Alexandria. He was born in Cyprus, and at the age of 12, he had a vision. He was sleeping. He woke up in the middle of the night, and he saw a maiden at the foot of his bed. And as with any of those types of visions, he I'm sure rubbed his eyes and kind of pinched himself and wondered what was going on. And the maiden looked at him and they carried on a conversation. And his first question is, who are you? And the reply from the maiden was, I am the one who will lead you to paradise. I am the one who will lead you through the doors of the heavenly kingdom. And John thought, and that was good, but who are you? And she never revealed her name, but as he reflected, he realized that her name was Compassion, or in some writings, 
it's mentioned as almsgiving. And from that point on, he turned his life in a different direction towards helping others. He was married, he had sons, he lost his whole family. And at that point, he decided to turn his life towards God and serving the church. Ultimately, he was made patriarch, although he didn't want it, of Alexandria. And Alexandria at that time was in total disarray, maybe not unlike our country and our world today. But he went in, and the first thing that he did is he said, I want you to call all of my lords and masters to me. And his aides, his attendants, looked at him and said, you're crazy, you're patriarch, you have nobody who rules over you. He says, go out into the streets, get all the poor, get all the beggars, bring them here, round them up. So they did, brought them in front of him, and he said, from this day forward, these are my lords, these are my masters, we will take care of them. Shortly after that, as he was walking through the city, he ran into a beggar. And the beggar came up to him, and as was custom for him, is he used to give six gold pieces. So he gave six gold pieces to the beggar. The beggar went around the corner, changed its disguise, came back again. Well, his attendants knew what was going on, didn't say much. John said, give him the six gold pieces. The beggar went around again, came back with another story, and his aide says, wait a minute, this is too much. You've already been here, you've already, and John said, stop, give him 12 pieces of gold. He says, but this guy has already come here, twice already, this is the third time. John's response was, this is Christ, he's testing me. He's testing to see if I have compassion. One other story is one of the very wealthy people in the community bought him a very nice blanket. He felt he should have the best when he sleeps at night. John slept with that blanket, and that night he couldn't sleep. He tossed, he turned, he had all sorts of strange feelings. He felt uncomfortable thinking about all of those people who had either a ragged blanket during the cold night or had no blanket. He got up that morning and he couldn't keep the blanket, so he went to the marketplace and he sold the blanket and bought a hundred more blankets and distributed them to the poor. Well, the wealthy man was walking through the marketplace and saw the blanket that he had bought. So he bought it again and gave it to the patriarch. The patriarch the next day did the same thing. He went and sold it and bought a hundred more blankets. Well, the next day, the rich man saw the blanket and brought it back to him. said, this is a gift. This is, I want you to have this. And he, patriarch John looked at him and said, you know, I like this game. Let, let's keep playing this game and let's see who is more, more stubborn, you or me, and see what the end result is. Each one of these stories about John the Merciful reveals something that is deeper than, than the message that my parents said of being good. 
Yes, that's important. But beyond that, what John the Merciful did is he saw the human person. It wasn't just doing something for the sake of doing something. What he was trying to do is he was trying to communicate not only to the people that he was ministering to, but those people around him, that the human person is more than something material. It's more than a gold piece. It's more than, than a blanket. The human person is body and soul. And in all of the parables and all of the events within the Bible where Christ comes and talks to people and ministers to people, he does so to meet whatever need they have, but to go deeper, to touch their soul, to open up their eyes, to reach them with a light that goes beyond this material world, but goes to the next world. And that's what John was trying to do. He saw each individual person as a human being, as a God-given gift for him and not an inconvenience. One last story. He was walking along and a woman came up to him with all of her problems, wanting to talk to him. He was on his way to liturgy. Those around him tried to rush him along. It's okay, you can talk to him later. And he stopped and he said no. He says, if I don't listen to this lady, how can I expect God to listen to my prayer? It's easy to go through life, and many times we go through life with blinders. We're going from one thing to another to another. We're taking our kids, we're doing all of these things, and we don't stop to observe things that are going on around us. And I guess it's very easy to see the car that's broken down on the side of the road, the person who may be injured, the physical nature of somebody. But I think we need to go beyond that. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of angst in this world, emotional, spiritual. There are people who are, are lost and they don't know how to go about dealing with the things in life. But unless we stop to ask them the question of how are they doing and go beyond the response of what we most commonly hear, what we give is, oh, I'm fine. Oh, that's good. And then we go on our way. But to dig deeper, to stop and really find out how is that person doing? and try to understand that individual, their circumstances, their history, who they are as a human being. And I think that's what our world has lost with all of the technology, with all of the wonderful things we have of communication. We've lost that personal contact. We've lost that ability to look somebody in the face to talk to them on a personal level, eye to eye, to sit down and write them a personal letter and drop it in the mailbox and someone opens it. 
It's that human touch that we need to regain and we need to hang on to. That's the message of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan is ultimately Christ. We're the beaten ones. We're the ones who are robbed and beaten and mauled by the demons, and it's Christ who comes to us. But John the Merciful saw himself as equal or worse than all of those people that he ministered to. And it's only with that mindset that it allows us to go beyond ourselves to see the rest of the world and impact the rest of the world. We're entering upon a time now in a couple of days of the Nativity Fast. And unfortunately within our church, it's something that kind of seems to get hidden or not emphasized as much as great length. But it's the same length of time. It's the same purpose. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. And probably almsgiving, compassion, as John said, is probably even more significant at this time during the nativity season because ultimately this is the gift that God gave us was in the incarnation, the gift of his son to overcome death and give us eternal life. The nativity fast should be a time for sitting back, for meditation, for reflection, for more attending of services, more quiet time. And through fasting, we have more resources, so we should have more to give. And in years, generations gone by, we didn't rely upon the government. We didn't rely upon social systems. We, the ministering to people came through the church. And that's the reason that the church requests funds, money, your time. Because ultimately, the reality of all of human salvation is within the church. And unless we proclaim that message, unless we reach people, unless we challenge them, unless we speak the truth, they're not going to know that. And the church can't do that without all of those resources. It's impossible. So my prayers as we enter the nativity fast, may we realize that the neighbor that was talked about in the gospel who did what was necessary was that one that was merciful. May we also be merciful. May we shut aside some of the Christmas activity and frenzy. May we reclaim that quiet time, that peace, and joy and that love with our neighbors, with our friends, with the rest of the world. As the gospel says, go and do likewise. Amen.